Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and I want to talk in this deep dive about what 2024 is going to look like. It's the very beginning of the year. I'm broadcasting basically, uh, you know, as of January 1st right now uh, as I'm talking to you here. And so I want to talk about what 2024 is going to look like. I know my past segments uh, recently have been about the, the wrap up of 2023, but we have to talk about the overarching side of things because 2023 was the year that really introduced the world to just how important and, and capable artificial intelligence or AI really is. 2024, though, is going to be the year of deep integration of AI in our lives, not just the apps that help us write college essays, but we are gonna see an explosion of AI integration into just about everything in our lives. 2024, honestly, is either gonna make us or it's gonna break us. And what I mean by that is simply this, we are either going to pull out of the growing disinformation hole that has been ramping up political violence and threats, or we're gonna dive deeper into that hole and many are simply going to lose their reality way more than what we're seeing now. Now, if you're asking me, or you're thinking, Nick, why on earth are you talking about things that appear to be on your normal topics like cybersecurity, technology, and privacy? It's because absolutely everything Everything is impacted by technology, and in cybersecurity, I think we need to focus not just on the technological side of things, like patching and fixing things, which is important, but also on the recognition that we as cyber, cyber operators are in a unique position to basically both help defend the world from these kinds of issues, while also openly educating as many people as to the issues that we face, like how easily people can be duped by disinformation and how we are all basically in this together and we need to help one another while protecting everything that we can. We're not on islands here. And that is, I think, something that is incredibly important. And so with that backdrop, let's start with the overarching cybersecurity standards for 2024, because this is where we're going to need to go before we talk about societal issues that I think we're going to be seeing in this entire year. Now, cyber defense in 2024, and this is my first point, is going to improve for many different reasons, but most importantly, it's because patching or updating things like devices, phones, computers, you, you name it, will actually improve due to more integration of automation. Look at the vulnerability patch rates from 2023 for some of the top vulnerabilities that I mentioned in my previous segment on those vulnerabilities, and you can see even when they're known and they're being reported on, not just by me, but other outlets, people are still not updating their stuff. Sugar CRM had a vulnerability. Only 36%, according to Qualys, have actually patched to fix that, even though it's affecting Sugar CRM databases worldwide. Fortress Go Anywhere, which was on one of the major breaches, uh, supply chain breaches in 2023, only has a 33% patch rate. And the single hands-down worst vulnerability that we saw essentially get exploited and required uh, disclosures of data breach after data breach after data breach around the globe, <laughs> Move It only has a 51% update rate or patch rate. That's atrocious. But baking in more artificial intelligence to more devices will help fix this problem and keep us more secure. So for example, imagine a self-updating printer that can actually patch itself on the fly, you know, if a zero day comes out. And so now it understands this. Now it can alert IT administrators and say, hey, I'm the printer or I'm the firewall or something like this. And I'm seeing a threat. I need to update myself. Estimated downtime will be 30 seconds, a minute, 10 minutes, whatever it is. Now that might make some IT administrators cringe, but that's where we're heading. 
And regular IT teams cannot keep up with the fleet of this, even with centralized management software like RMMs and MDMs, mobile device management, remote managed monitoring, oftentimes cannot do the printers of the world. <laughs> a lot of companies and organizations, and even in your home, you don't centralize that. So imagine if the printer just took care of itself. That improves things. And yes, you can hijack printers and other IoT devices. So that makes a lot of sense. That's a good thing. On top of it, we're going to be spending more on cybersecurity in 2024 than we ever have in any previous year. Now, according to Gartner, we spent around $200 billion through 2023 on cybersecurity, and 2024 is shaping up to be about $220, $250 billion. Now, according to Cybersecurity Ventures, writing a couple of years ago, the cost of global cybercrime is expected to increase 15% over the next few years or so, reaching $10.5 trillion per year of essentially expense. That's the quarter of a trillion dollars we're spending on defense. That's the trillions of dollars the hackers have extracted from us, the ransomware gangs, et cetera, et cetera. That's the training. That's the privacy training. That's all those kinds of things. So obviously that's a huge thing. Now on top of it, and this is my next point, Privacy is going, to be, is going to continue to be a problem in 2024. I will put money on this. The United States will still not have a cohesive privacy policy for its citizens like the European Union has with their GDPR. And AI is going to be finding new ways to fingerprint and data mine us that were never thought of before. So think about, you know, studying facial habits, voice patterns, typing habits, gaming patterns, all that kind of stuff at the moment is being tracked. AI is going to turn that up to 11 and find new and unique ways to do that, which make the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world a lot more money, but make us a lot less private. I think that is going to be a very serious issue, especially when the AI starts identifying, let's say, potential medical issues we have based on, let's say, behaviors or actions we have, but we're not talking about it, but now it's starting to see it, and now it's starting to report it to the health insurance companies, and at least here in the United States, that's a very serious problem. Now, my next point is the United States is going to continue to be stress tested. And I think this is what's happening in the world, to be perfectly honest, because it seems like the authoritarians of the world are uniting to see just how far they can push the United States and, to be fair, other democratic countries, as we've seen a push for authoritarianism globally. And quite frankly, it's there. You can read about this. This is not, this shouldn't be news. But think about it this way. The war in Ukraine amped up Russian hacking and disinformation in the United States and other allies that are supporting Ukraine. On top of it, we now have Israel and Hamas that are putting political pressure on both sides of the aisle here in the United States, not to mention that Hamas actually met with the Russians earlier in 2023 and are also backed by longtime U.S. adversary Iran. Now, speaking of Iran, they're backing a group called the Houthis in Yemen, and the Houthis are now attacking ships in the Gulf of Aden, which has now required the U.S. military to intervene, and the U.S. Navy just took out three Houthi ships in the Gulf, in the last few days. So that is amping up as well. Iran also met with Russia in 2023. Venezuela, run by strongman Nicolas Maduro, just voted to invade their neighbor Guyana for their oil. Guyana is not a wealthy country, does not have a strong military, and so Venezuela is seeing an opportunity. That is another theater of conflict that the United States and allies will probably get involved with as well. And for the record, Maduro and Putin are BFFs. Disinformation campaigns are targeting the United States electric like they've been completely ramping up from Russia, from Chinese, uh, Chinese sources, and others out there. And in 2024, there's basically going to be a presidential election that will be hotly, hotly divisive, and, and that's basically given who the presumptive nominees are. And so we are continuing to see these campaigns, and for every 
five or so campaigns that Facebook says they caught from China or wherever, there's more that are getting spin up and artificial intelligence is about to drop a supercharger into that because now the campaigns can actually interact with you like an actual human as opposed to just giving you fake news. It's a huge problem. And so this is all feeling, at least to me, and feel free to disagree. I don't care what your political stripe is. <laughs> feel free to tell me I'm wrong. But this is, at least to me, feeling like there's a league of authoritarianisms, or authoritarians, excuse me, that are trying to break democracy by turning Americans against each other and trying to stretch us thin on the global, global scale. Whether it's wars, conflicts, economics, and to be perfectly fair, we did that to the Soviets back in the 80s with, with Reagan pulling away from Reykjavik and the nuclear talks and then basically spending the Soviet Union to death. On top of it, they had Chernobyl, which basically was a huge economic disaster, not to mention a literal disaster for, for the Soviets. And so we're seeing a lot of this playbook come right back to fruition now. It's much easier for an authoritarian, for the record, to assume power when there is uncertainty and doubt and basically, with authoritarian-friendly news outlets and disinformation campaigns keeping the population completely on edge when they don't necessarily need to be, countries are becoming easier to hijack for dictators. And that is true around the world. We saw attempts of that in Finland. They were able to thwart that. So we're going to see what happens, and we're going to see how we react, which brings me to my final point. 2024 is when we either start to really push back on all of this disinformation and people start to really start snapping out of this to realize that no, the other side really isn't evil. It's just different and it's okay. And we've had that for decades in this country and we have mutual toleration where we understand that, hey, I might disagree with you and you might disagree with me, but you know, we fight it out at the ballot box. And I know that you have the best interest in the country at heart, as do I. We're either going to start getting back to that or we're going to collectively lose our reality. And the goal here is simply that. And artificial intelligence is the backdrop that pushes that. Now think about a large language model run by a foreign intelligence agency that start publishing fake news websites left and right to push whatever fake news they want. Who cares about the candidate? Whichever candidate. I don't care. I don't care about your political stripe. But think about that. They're putting it out on Twitter or X or Facebook or you know wherever you get your news. And you're the one person there that says, yeah, I don't think that's right. That doesn't make sense to me. And now what do you have? A whole bunch of AI-based bots sounding like humans because large language models are very good at that and getting better. Saying, well, no, I read it here. And another person says, yeah, I read it over here. I read it over here. Now what happens to that person? Maybe they're wrong. When they're not, maybe they start reading those sources. Maybe they change their mind when clearly it's false information. There have been studies that have been done like this, like the Asher experiment, if you're not familiar with, where you essentially had one person in a room and they were given uh, basically a shot of four lines and they say, okay, which line is longer than the others? Oh, it's line three. The person got it right 100% of the time. Then they brought people in, essentially, with that person that were in on the experiment, and all of them said the wrong thing, except for the last guy who was not in on it, and he started changing his mind half the time. Meaning, peer pressure basically is proven to sway even when you know something is wrong. 
And this is what we're walking into. And so 2024 is going to be a very interesting year. I really hope it turns out for the best. Uh, you know, I'm not all doom and gloom here because I do think that we have a lot of positive things going on. It's just that the world needs to understand that. And I think the world just needs to cool off a bit, to be perfectly honest with you. But everything, and I mean everything, is impacted by technology, how we leverage it, how we use it, and ultimately how it either makes us thrive or it destroys us. And that's what we're really, I think, going to be starting to figure out in 2024 in a way we simply haven't before. So hopefully we're going to be thriving. We're all hoping for thriving. And uh, as long as we are able to, like I said, keep the temperature down, I think we'll be good. And so that is basically your very first deep dive of 2024. And uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on this because I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some hate mail, but it's kind of a sign of the times. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online. Please attempt to stay private. And everybody, just everybody, have a good 2024. Take care.